Welcome to Small Talk Reflections, a weekly podcast for discussing and promoting the Small Talk programming language. On this episode, we will talk with John O'Keefe from Instantiations. My name is David Buck, and with me today is Craig Latta. Hi there. And John O'Keefe. Hi, everyone. Hi, how are you doing, John? I'm doing wonderful. So, John, you're from uh, Instantiations, and you've been working on VA Small Talk since like forever. Can you tell us what VA Small Talk is and where it came from? Sure. Um, I actually joined uh, the development team for VA Smalltalk before it was VA Smalltalk. Um, this product started at IBM um, right around um, 1992, and it was a combination of technology from IBM and from a company called Object Technology International, yes. which is located in Ottawa. It became a, a subsidiary of IBM after a while and finally was uh, fully integrated into IBM. Um, so um, OTI provided the, uh, the virtual machine and the base class libraries, and IBM provided the, uh, uh, I call it the construction from parts technology on top of that base class library. That was the part that was called the visual age part, I guess. That's right. There is the IBM Smalltalk part and the visual age part. And when you say construction, you mean GUI construction? I mean GUI construction. It's sort of a wiring diagram approach. You can uh, lay out your GUI parts on, uh, on a construction surface, on a canvas, and you can wire them together. Um, this is this is really great for uh, for building prototypes, and um, if you use kind of good design tech techniques, uh, it can be very good for building applications too. If on the other hand um, you don't, it can turn into a you know a spaghetti nest of connections that no one can can really work with. Mm-hmm. It's a very valuable technology in the right hands. Yeah. In fact, um, whenever we use the um, connection manager, uh, we'll often make calls to and from Smalltalk to do the complicated bits. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. That's, that's part of the, um, you know, doing it the right way. So in any case, this product came together at IBM and went through uh, many releases up to, um, up to version 6. But at, uh, at some point, IBM got more interested in Java. Actually, many of the, uh, the Visual Age Smalltalk developers went over to, uh, to that side of the house, and was, they were the sort of the core team that um, developed the first Eclipse releases. And some of them are still there working on Eclipse. As I understand it, the Eclipse technology and Java VM technology both borrowed from the Smalltalk technology. That's right. So I don't know, Dave, if you remember a product called VA Java. Oh, yes, I remember that. That was a Java development environment uh, built in Smalltalk. There was a, a special VM built for that that knew how to run both Smalltalk and Java bytecodes. And the entire product was developed in Smalltalk, but the users never saw the Smalltalk part of it. 
we got the advantage in IBM of developing in Smalltalk, and the users got what they thought was kind of a pure Java IDE. And that later uh, developed into Eclipse and a separate story which we're not going to get into here. That's right. Um, you know, that's kind of off in another direction. But as I was saying, IBM kind of got more interested in that, but they still had a, uh, a core set of customers, uh, some very important customers that they needed to uh, maintain good relationships with. And so they worked with instantiations to transfer that product, IBM Smalltalk, to instantiations. And that was in 2005. And I continued working at IBM for a while, supporting instantiations. And then I went to work for instantiations in 2007. And we've been developing VA Smalltalk ever since. I understand instantiations had a product called Code Assist which was before they had acquired uh, the, the VA Smalltalk part. Yeah, Instantiation's background is in, is in add-on development tools. So they, have a, they had a, uh, a number of different uh, add-on tools. Uh, VA Assist was the one for Smalltalk. They did a, a Java version of that. They had some other Java tools. So that's the reason that um, IBM chose instantiations because they were a very solid company who had a lot of experience working with Visual Age Smalltalk. Now, at the time that I went to work for instantiations, it was in a way a house divided because we had both Smalltalk and Java products. But in, yeah, maybe 2012, we sold all the Java products to Google, along with all the Java developers. I don't know, but I suspect it was really these excellent Java developers that Google wanted. They didn't care as much about the products. You know, most of the products they turned into giveaway products and put the developers to work on other things. So that split the company. It was a, uh, a large infusion of capital into the third go-around of instantiations. Um, we reincorporated and uh, we've, been, we've been a small talk only company since then. Which means that uh, you're focusing exclusively on small talk now and that is your business. Absolutely. That is our business and our only business. So what platforms does VA Smalltalk run on? Currently, uh, the supported platforms are Windows, Linux on x86, AIX on PowerPC, and Solaris on Spark uh, hardware. Okay, that's a pretty good uh, variety. Um, and what kinds of industries are using uh, VA Smalltalk for their products? So I mentioned that um, when we took the product over from IBM, we, uh, IBM had uh, a large group of uh, important to IBM customers using the product. And these are, I would say, concentrated in the insurance industry, the banking industry and the utility industry. You know, we have several large insurance companies that use it. We have utility companies, gas and electric sort of companies that use it, telephone companies, and we have uh, banking companies and banking, I'll call them banking support companies, people who build software actually for the Federal Reserve to use. Yeah, uh, Smalltalk always seems to have been big in the banking area. 
Yeah, there was a large contingency of uh, developers, uh, I think, once again, in Ottawa, wasn't there? Yeah, we had a company in Ottawa called The Object People, which did uh, consulting and training in um, various versions of Smalltalk, uh, including VA Smalltalk, or at the time it was Visual Age, and uh, worked with various banks. So, uh, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's quite a, an interest in banks from uh, VA Smalltalk. Yeah, so um, we've been uh, we've been quite happy. Um, you know, it, the industry consolidated when um, we had the financial crisis, and some of our large customers um, disappeared uh, overnight, mm-hmm. which wasn't good. But um, you know, we have uh, we have survived and done well, uh, even in their absence. Did some of the developers who were at those companies end up going to other places where they could reestablish connections with you? Um, some of them did. The ones that I personally had worked with have ended up, uh, you know, in in other companies doing small talk, not necessarily mm-hmm. banks. Yeah. So if I wanted to try VA small talk, yeah, can I get a version that I could try without having to pay for a license? Well, sure you can. Um, we try and make it as easy as possible for people to get a, a copy. There's really two approaches you can take, and it kind of depends on um, what you're doing. Um, if you just want a copy and you want to um, go through the least overhead to get it, um, on our home page, there is a, uh, there's a button that says free trial. If you click on that button... You would go to a page where you can request a free trial for the product and all the add-ons. You can register for the free trial. We'll send you a password, and that password is good for 30 days for downloading. What you download is good forever. So it doesn't expire. There's no time bomb like IBM used to have in their free trial. Mm -hmm. They used to have a 90-day time bomb on the code. Now, you just mentioned this gets you access to everything. Um, do you sell the whole product with all of the add-ins for one price or for the commercial version are the add-ins uh, additional prices? We have, we have one base product um, and, and then we have three add-ons to that base product. The add-ons are Window Builder, which is a, an add-on that Instantiations developed many years ago. That's a, I'll say it's a, it's a more interesting perhaps way of building GUIs than composition editor because it doesn't use the, um, the connecting uh, mechanism of wiring diagram. Instead, you actually uh, write code, mm-hmm. and it also maintains the the model for your application in code rather than in metadata. So that's that's a very popular and easy to use add-on that a lot of people like. We also have uh, uh, Widget Kit Business Graphics and Widget Kit Professional, which offer um, additional functionality beyond um, the basic uh, Widget Kit controls that we've integrated into the product since we took it over from IBM. So these add-ons offer things like a spreadsheet control. That, that has a considerable amount of spreadsheet function and uh, other, other uh, more advanced uh, graphing uh, functionality. Excellent. So you get all those 
Um, well, you can get those with the commercial product. They are available all in the free product. And you were saying something about there are two ways of getting the free product. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about the other way now, which uh, I think may be uh, really interesting to a lot of people. If you are a contributor to an open source project, we'd like it to be a small talk project. We'd like it even better if it was a VA small talk project, but those are not um, constraints on this offer. You can get a free, no charge, paid up license to VA small talk. Wow, that's an interesting incentive. Yeah. So I say it's a little more involved because you have to provide a little more information than just your email address. You have to uh, you know, talk about what the project is that you're affiliated with. But in return, you get the paid up license. And the nice thing about this is it's a perpetual license, which means when the next release comes out, you can download the next release. What's your expectation with that then? Uh, are you hoping that uh, open source contributors will start to use VA Smalltalk for their open source work? Sure. But, you know, we, we um, as a commercial Smalltalk vendor, um, we get input from the open source community. I mean, the Seaside uh, part of VA Smalltalk came from the open source community. And so this is our way of giving back which is why I say it doesn't have to be a VA Smalltalk open source project or um, really a, even a Smalltalk one, although we, as I say, we much prefer it to be. Well, that's really cool. I'm working on a module system that I want to bring to all the Smalltalk implementations, so this would help a lot with that. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Is, that. is that Spoon or is it something uh, beyond that? Yeah, well, I sort of reorganized that project spoon is the minimal object memory part of a, a larger project i have called context and then there's a module system part called naiad that sounds interesting i'm gonna to have to look into that yeah so i'm trying to bring naiad to pharaoh and visual age and visual works and all of them i'm james t savage and this is the small talk jobs report Syncom has an open position in north america for a visual works software engineer on the small talk team they are looking for someone who has five years of experience in Smalltalk, documentable experience in object-oriented design of application frameworks, hands-on experience with VisualWorks and or Object Studio, background developing quality Smalltalk code and delivering product feature documentation, publicly available work in VisualWorks, especially tools enhancements, familiarity with the internals of the VisualWorks toolset, comfortable using VisualWorks to design and build user interfaces, thorough familiarity with agile development methodologies, strong written communication skills and planning abilities, and you should be able to work well in a distributed team environment. Richardson, Texas. Rudolph Technologies is looking for a software engineer equipment control developer who has a BS degree in computer science or computer engineering, zero to five years of software development experience, an understanding of hardware interface and controls, strong object-oriented development skills, strong ability to learn quickly and work with distributed core software team, knowledgeable of software development concepts, practices, and procedures, a willingness to travel 10% of time at customer locations in Asia in support of software releases, 
professional attitude, and the ability to work across many levels of organization, including management and technical support and applications, as well as customers, as well as the core software development. It is considered a plus if you have experience with real-time controls using VXWorks and other RTOS, C-Sharp, .NET, Smalltalk, the manufacturing semiconductor capital equipment industry, and semi-standards. Buenos Aires, Argentina. J.P. Morgan has a position for a CIB capital financial developer lead who has experience with application development using object-oriented technology, Smalltalk, Java, C-Sharp, Python, etc., preferably on large-scale systems. Previous experience of financial services, preferably in investment banking, good communication and organization skills, someone who can build good client relationships and take ownership of issues, and they also want the person to be self-motivated to learn and ask questions to produce best technology solutions. New York, New York. J.P. Morgan has two positions open on their capital team, an object-oriented software developer associate and a small talk object-oriented developer. They are looking for people who have a strong understanding of object-oriented development practices and experience of small talk programming language is preferable but not essential. Strong interpersonal skills, experience or familiarity with basic principles of pricing financial products. The successful applicant is most likely to be a graduate or equivalent work experience who is keen to develop a career in a world-class investment bank good experience developing commercial software, and are familiar with controls, tools, and processes used in source code management, build management, and development lifecycle. Experience of working in a large development team with groups in various global locations, confidence, ability, and the will to work on a trading floor which will require the ability to build and maintain strong working relationships with demanding sponsors and stakeholders, excellent analytical and problem-solving skills, excellent verbal and written communication skills, be able to communicate accurately, concisely, and effectively in a global organization, experience in project and software development life cycles, particularly agile techniques and methodologies, including breaking down high-level requirements into technical deliverables, providing reliable estimates of work and delivering on time, the ability to work under pressure on multiple items in parallel with agreed timelines, and people who are self-starters with the proven ability to produce end results with minimal assistance and supervision. Jersey City, New Jersey. VDART is looking for a small talk developer who has a bachelor's degree in computer-related field or equivalent experience, five-plus years of experience developing using small talk, excellent planning organizational problem-solving and analytical skills, experience in coordination with client and on-site software model, excellent communication skills, basic presentation, decision-making, and leadership skills, must be able to maintain a high degree of accuracy and confidentiality, basic knowledge of insurance and financial services products, basic knowledge of business unit applications preferred, and excellent time management skills. Some travel may be required for this position, including overnight stays. Denver, Colorado. First Tech is looking for a Smalltalk developer who has five plus years of experience working on Visual Age Smalltalk, excellent knowledge on OOPS, 
Good knowledge on Unix shell scripting with the corn shell, excellent knowledge on XML, an understanding of web technology and knows how to build web forms using Smalltalk, very good analytical skills, and they should be a quick learner. Omaha, Nebraska. Sintel is looking for a Smalltalk developer who has hands-on experience in Smalltalk programming, exposure to basic Unix commands, Oracle SQL, Java programming, strong OOP concepts, and experience in coordination with client and on-site offshore model. It is considered a plus if you have cards and payment domain knowledge. The jobs listed in this report are just a few examples of the Smalltalk positions that are currently open across the world. For more details, read our shared blog at smalltalkjobs.com. Good luck with your job hunting. What's coming up in VA Smalltalk for the future? Uh, recently, at least, you've introduced uh, new code editing tools and code assist tools, uh, which we very much like. Um, what else is new and what's coming up? Yeah, well, Dave, you know, we were we were talking just before this uh, about your use of those, and you were telling me that you were on version 8.5.2 and you like the facilities there. Uh, in version 8.6 and our latest uh, version 8.6.1, we've made, uh, you know, many more enhancements in terms of uh, code assist. Um, we do um, much in the way of syntax highlighting, uh, code completion. Um, we've added line numbering to uh, our text panes, which is perhaps most interesting in a workspace rather than in a, a normal text editor. So the code assist part of the product just continues to uh, advance with features in each release. I saw something about um, new uh, um, interactive refactorings. What's that about? Yeah, that's, that's part of, uh, of code assist. And you can actually... For example, one of the things that uh, Code Assist will do is it'll analyze the location of your temporary declarations in a method. And it will uh, provide support for pushing those down to inner scopes for uh, more optimized accessing if they're only referenced from inner scopes. Or if you, uh, if you're, if you want to refactor your, uh, your method so that something in an inner scope gets referenced in an outer scope, you can push it up, mm -hmm. and this is all operates uh, in conjunction with our undo redo capability. So you can you can change your mind and go back to the way it was uh, with just a push of a button, and that's an, an incremental undo redo. So um, it takes um, your operations and they are undone uh, one at a time. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds very useful. Um, you're also, I understand, coming up with um, or doing work on a 64-bit VM. Yeah, so let me, let me talk just a little bit about that. Um, at the uh, Smalltalk conferences last year, I, I uh, talked some about the 64-bit VM, but I didn't, I didn't have too much to say other than we were planning on doing one. I can tell you that um, we are well on the way to having that 64-bit bit VM running. I'm planning on showing a demo of it at ESUG this year. 
a demo of a virtual machine is not necessarily real interesting, but um, you know because you can't really see what's going on. But you can see that, uh, for example, the VM can address more than three gigabytes of memory because that was the limit on Windows uh, in 32-bit. And your small in- small integers are probably bigger. Um, we haven't converted them yet, but we will be converting them to uh, to a larger representation. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, I will say, in the development laboratory, we have it running. But I'm sure you know there is a big step from running in a development laboratory and ready for production. Yeah, there's that first 80% and the second 80%. That's right. So we're... we're uh, we're in the beginning of the second 80%, I would say, right now. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I think is interesting is we are trying to make it transparent to the image, whether it's running on a 32 or 64-bit VM. So, you know, there are places in, uh, you know, in most, in most parts of Smalltalk, you wouldn't care. Uh, but there are places where you're interfacing to the operating system or to external functionality packaged as DLLs where you have to pass pointers. And uh, it would be really nice if you didn't have to uh, decide how big the pointers were, but uh, the system rather took care of that. And that's, uh, that's going to be part of uh, this uh, 3264-bit support. Now, I would imagine if you're going with a 64-bit system, you'd have to use a special 64-bit image to start as opposed to a 32-bit image. The images would still be 32 or 64-bit, right? The images are still 32 or 64-bit. Yeah. But um, the answer to to your first part of your question is no. You can run a 64-bit VM and load a 32-bit image into it. Ah, interesting. And it will auto-convert as it's loading. Hmm. So then when you save, it'll be a 64-bit. That's right. Ah, interesting. Nice way of converting images. Yeah, we, uh, it, it, wasn't something, it wasn't something that we had really expected uh, from the VM team. Uh, it was something that uh, one of the VM developers came in one day and said, Look what we can do. <laughs> talk, talk about serendipity. <laughs> yes, and we said, well, that's wonderful. Uh, let's cross the 32 to 64-bit conversion module off the uh, list uh, <laughs> because we don't need that. Right, very helpful. Yeah. Of course, this, is, this goes one way. There's no uh, load a 64-bit VM into – or 64-bit image with a 32-bit VM. I don't see a use case for that direction anyway. I don't either. You know, we're really excited about this. At uh, ESUG this year, we'll be demoing the 64-bit VM. So in the process of doing this, we also have a new 32-bit VM that's the basis for the 64-bit VM. Essentially, the you know, going from a 32-bit VM to a 64-bit VM is simply a matter of um, some compile-time switches. Mm-hmm. A change like this is often a good opportunity to make a virtual machine more platform independent. Has this been the case with your VM? We have done some work, but uh, some of this is in the second 80%, I would say. You know, our uh, our first goal was to make it run at all. 
Um, now we're, we're looking at how we can uh, make optimizations. Um, the reason we have a new 32-bit VM is um, our previous VM was built using a Smalltalk model. So the VM itself was coded in uh, something that I would call Smalltalk with very, very low-level constructs. So it could talk about data registers and address registers and um, machine contexts. And that was translated into a, a portable assembly language, which was then translated into a specific machine, specific architecture, machine code. Many more in the past than it has recently. Um, and this was, this was an, a really interesting technology. It's kind of, sort of like the same approach as slang for uh, the COG VM in that you, you uh -huh. write in one language and generate the actual VM. But it, uh, it was at a, actually at a lower level because, as I say, you were working at the, uh, the register level. Uh -huh. um, so it was kind of hard to write in. The, uh, the people at OTI who wrote it originally, they were, uh, you know, they were extremely uh, competent at uh, this sort of small talk pigeon language. I won't say we're slow learners, but it uh, it seemed like it was an awful lot of work to learn it for not a lot of payback. So uh, we decided to take that 32-bit generated assembler VM and recode it in C. And we did that in an incremental manner. So we always, through the whole development effort, had a running VM. Um, we would, you know, we put shim code in to keep the, uh, that assembler code and the C code working together. Right. It's fun when you have to do that, uh, keep things running as you're moving along. Right. But that was the only way that we felt we could assure that at the end of the day, we had, uh, a VM that had the same functionality as the existing one. Oh, excellent. So, uh, I think that's a pretty good place to stop here. Thank you very much for your time, John. We appreciate uh, you coming on and talking with us. Well, I'm very happy to. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, you can email us at smalltalkreflections at thiscontext.com. You can tweet me with at buckdk. And you can tweet to me at c-c-r-r-a-a-i-i-g-g. You can visit our blog at smalltalkreflections.blogspot.ca and leave a comment there. Or you can post a review in iTunes. Craig performed the music and edited the podcast. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Mm -hmm.